We're going to do something a little cool, maybe, this morning. Um, any kids that are here from uh, age zero to fifth grade, if you guys want to come up here just for a second, so all of you guys kind of come up. <laughs> and if you... if if your child's a little leery and you want to come up with them, that's fine too. So you can come up. Parents, you can bring them up if you want. Everybody, if you can, just have a semi-circle around here. We'll all sit down. Looks like Chuck Mock's come up here because he thinks he's getting a free treat for Christmas. All right. How, how many of you have already opened your stockings yet? Anybody? Okay. Uh, what what was in your stocking? Okay. Here, we'll have somebody help us. You're big. Your dad's the sound guy. So when kids hold their hands up, you put the mic in their mouth. Okay. Hershey's. Whoa. Hershey's? Okay. What else? You're kind of slow like your dad, too, so I'll help you out. (laughs) Gum. Gum, okay. A yo-yo. A yo-yo. A movie. A movie. Okay, cool. All right. Well, uh, today you guys uh, are going to help me tell a story. How many of you like stories? Anybody like stories? Okay. Well, you're going to help me tell a story today, and I brought... Uh, a little prop to help us tell the story, okay? But you guys are going to help me tell it. That'd be okay? And what will help out a lot, if you are like in fifth, fourth, third, second grade, if you guys can wait until some of the other little guys have a chance to answer the questions, that'll probably be best, okay? So we're going to tell a story, and it's the story of Christmas. And uh, first of all, uh, and raise your hand like you guys have been. Um, what was Jesus's mommy's name? Hold on, you got to be younger. Anyone want to tell us? Okay. Mary. Mary. All right, it's Mary, and this is Mary. Okay, so this is Mary. So we'll put her in the little thing. Okay. What was Mary's husband's name? Okay, let's get someone real young. Okay, yes. Joseph. Well, you know all the answers. Good. All right. We're glad you're biblically literate. So there we go. There's uh, Mary and Joseph. Now, they went to a town called what? Bethlehem. Bethlehem. And how did they get there? Uh, when they... Do you know what they rode? Did they ride something? Mm -hmm. A camel. All right. Anybody else? Anybody else know what they rode? How many think they rode a cow? There's several people back there that just rode. Okay. Oh, you were saying it was a green and it was coming. Okay. A donkey. A donkey. Okay. (laughs) Woo! Just like his dad, too. Kind of excited about that, so good. And uh, so we got a donkey. Anybody know what the donkey's name was? 
Joseph was not it. Anybody else want to take a guess? Okay. Bob, no. Close. Anybody else? Mary. Mary, okay. Herbert. Herbert. No, his name was Derek. Derek the donkey. It's a small little known fact, but it's true, okay? And uh, so they get to Bethlehem, and uh, they can't find a place to stay. Why couldn't they find a place to stay? Everybody else was in rooms, okay. What else? Anybody else? Because Bethlehem comes. Because it, they were at Bethlehem. Is that what you said? I know. Okay. All right. All the hotels were full. All the hotels were full. That's right. People were being mean, wouldn't let them come in. Okay. People were being mean, wouldn't let them come in. Okay. Yeah. So uh, they have no room, and they come to this little stable. And uh, when they get there, there are some animals. What kind of animals were there? Sheep. Sheep. Okay, anything else? Cows. Okay. What else? Donkeys. Camels. Okay. Chickens. Yeah. Okay. Dogs. Dogs. Okay. So there are all these animals. So let's put a few animals in here, even a cat and uh, some different things there. Okay. And uh, when they get there, there was some people that brought some gifts to Jesus. Wiseman. Wiseman. That's right. Anybody know what they brought him? Okay. Hold on for a second. A baby. A baby? They brought him a baby, okay. What else? Myrrh. Myrrh, okay. Gold. Gold. Anything else? Silver. Silver, okay. Anything else? Got anything, Jackson? You just want to touch it? Cool. Pretty cool. Where? What did they bring? Um, uh, what kind of gift? Gold. gold. A lot of gold. So they bring all these gifts. Now, why did they bring gifts to Jesus? Okay? Because he's God's son. He's God's son. What else? Because he's God's son. Okay. Copycat. And next. Uh, because he's a newborn king. He was a newborn king, okay? Because he was. The king. He was the king, okay? I think we've got the king good part. Good. He wanted them. He wanted them. He wanted some birthday gifts. That's right. And why? Because it was his birthday. And so it was Christmas. That's right. That's his birthday. And Jesus' birthday was on Christmas. And so I thought it'd be real cool. Yours is on Christmas Eve. Okay. You get a lot of presents then, huh? But Jesus' birthday was on Christmas, and so when it's your birthday, what do they sing to you? That loud. Wow, that's good. And so we're, that's what we're going to do today. We're going to sing Happy Birthday to Jesus, okay? So uh, Chuck's going to lead us in uh, singing Happy Birthday. <laughs> 
Here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jesus. Happy birthday to you. Okay, let's pray and you guys will be done. Lord, thank you so much for your birthday. We love you, Jesus. We come and we give our lives to you as a gift. You're so good to us. Thank you for all of our kids. Um, They're your special gift. May they uh, know how much you love them this day. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, it's hard to top that. We might as well go home. We just found the spirit of Christmas, I guess. Uh, Hey, we're so glad you're here and you chose to take some time uh, to uh, celebrate with family and friends. And uh, if you're kind of here connecting with us for the first time, we're so glad you're here. Um, We love uh, God and we love what he uh, gave to us when he sent Jesus and uh, we're so excited. If you would, when you walked in today, you had a Connect card. Um, It looks like this. If you could pull that out and uh, fill it out. Uh, If you have a pen, if you don't, uh, have uh, the person beside you fill it out for you. Um, There's going to be a Christmas present given to one of the names. Not really. But go ahead and fill it out for us anyways. Uh, That would help us out a lot. And uh, here in just a second, uh, we're going to take an offering And when we do, uh, if you can just put that in the bag, uh, that would be great. Um, Also, uh, when you walked in today, you should have received a little bookmark that looks like this, and I'll talk about that a little bit more. But uh, we hope that as you start the new year, and if you didn't get one, any of these, just raise your hand, and one of the greeters can get that for you. Um, But they can get that for you, and uh, you can celebrate uh, this uh, day by having a bookmark to remember it. Well, if the uh, greeters would come forward at this time, if you're new, uh, please do not put anything in the bag whatsoever except your uh, kind of uh, little connect card. Um, But uh, if you're here, this is a way for us to give a gift back to God, especially on his birthday, uh, to say happy birthday uh, to Jesus um, for the gift of his life. So let's pray. Uh, God, we uh, thank you so much for this day. We thank you for all the many ways that you bless our lives. And nothing was a greater blessing than the day that uh, you came downstairs from heaven to earth to say to the world that uh, the world would never have to be led by itself again, but that your son would come and you would give us hope. And God, I thank you for every family Uh, for every person, for uh, everyone who's here uh, this morning. May you bless their lives, and may the gifts that we receive today, God, uh, be able to impact our community to uh, share the message of Christmas, not just today, um, but throughout the year, that there is a Savior who loves, who forgives, and who is always full of grace. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. A couple of weeks ago, I was watching uh, the best basketball college game of the year up until now, and it was Kentucky versus Indiana. Okay. 
And uh, how many IU fans do we have here? Raise your hand. Okay, good. Smart people. How many Kentucky fans do we have? Who cares? And, uh, and uh, how many Purdue fans do we have? Boy, you need a lot of prayer. But uh, just joking, just joking. Um, but I was real excited to watch this game because Kentucky was ranked number one. Uh, IU was undefeated. And uh, it was the first chance that IU was really going to be able to have a big win. And so uh, I put our kids down for a nap, and Jen went out shopping. Uh, no, she really does. She does everything. I'm so grateful. Um, and uh, so I'm, I get the kids to bed. I go in their playroom because it's the quietest room, and it's the room upstairs that has the DVR. And so I'm watching the first half of the IU game, and I have my uh, computer plugged in uh, on my lap, a laptop, and uh, the first half goes by, and I pause the DVR. Now, I am plugged in at this point, though. I'm plugged into my computer. I'm typing. I'm trying to get everything kind of uh, ready for the teaching uh, for the next day. I'm getting uh, everything kind of focused in on, and uh, I get it all done. And my daughter, Jordan, uh, who's no longer in a crib, and if you're a parent and you know that moment when they're no longer in a crib, they walk. And uh, she walked right in, and I'm uh, typing on my computer. She comes up, and I'm plugged in, and she unplugs me. And I'm like, no, Jordan, don't do that. You know, Daddy's teaching's here, and, you know, the battery's going to run down. Plug that back in. So she's like, okay. So she plugs it back in. I keep working a little bit more, and uh, Jordan starts playing with some of the toys uh, in the playroom. And uh, we get done with, you know, things, or she thinks she's done, and she goes to our console TV, and she puts her thumb out like this, and I see it in slow motion as she's getting ready to turn it off, and she pushes the button. I go, Jordan! No! And she turns it off. And it wasn't a real good parenting moment at that point. Uh, but I'm like, Jordan, what were you thinking? Daddy was watching the game. He had it on pause. You see, I had not recorded the game because I wanted to stay plugged in. I simply put it on pause. And at that point, you know, I'm a spiritual person. So I started praying out loud. Oh, God, please have a Christmas miracle for me. And uh, I go back to the television thinking that it's going to be okay. And I push the button, and the game is gone. And there's Tom Crane, the coach of IU, sitting with all the players and all the fans around him, talking about this tremendous three-point shot that beat Kentucky. And I'm thinking to myself, if she just wouldn't have unplugged me, I would have been able to see the end of the game because the DVR went away. You know, one of the things that I realize in my life more and more is that I stay plugged in sometimes way too long. That I stay, I, I stay so plugged in to life that I never have a chance to slow down and to connect uh, with God to the one who knows me best and loves me most. You see, I was upset because she unplugged me. 
And most of the time, I feel much better in my life when I'm plugged in. And in each of our lives, most of the time, we stay plugged in. I was reading a story uh, this week about a typical American kind of family, how they stay plugged in. Tell me if this sounds familiar to you. The family rises at 6 a.m. Everyone fends for himself or herself for breakfast. Dad heads out the door at 6.45 to beat the 7 o'clock traffic. The normal commute time he has is in excess of 45 minutes. Mom and the two children are out of the door by 7.15. Usually someone's a little cranky. Mom drops her elementary-age son off at 7.40. Twenty minutes later, she arrives at her workplace. At 3.30 p.m., the children are done with school and enter an after-school program. Mom skips lunch so she can rush out of the office to pick the kids up by 5 o'clock. She arrives at home at 5.30. Fifteen minutes later, one son has a baseball practice. She gets both kids in the car and rushes to make it to the practice field on time. The other son has a game at 8. She calls her husband on the cell phone while talking to her son about the baseball practice, looks at her Facebook page one time, makes sure she can grab the second child and take them to the field, and dad picks up the second kid and takes him to the other one who needs to be there by 7.30. Sound familiar yet? Okay. He arrives at the practice field at 7.15 with the signs of road rage. He kisses his wife real quick, waves to his son in center field, wishes the second son into his SUV, and heads to the game held about 15 minutes away. Son number one practices... Uh, his practice is at 7.30, and he and mom head for home. On the way home, they stop at Taco Bell for dinner. They arrive at 8 o'clock. The boy turns to his video games while mom checks her email and Facebook. Meantime, the baseball game gets started a little late and doesn't end until 9.45. Dad is still in his business casual clothes, but he doesn't appreciate the forced break to, we- to watch his son play ball. On the way home, they stop by McDonald's drive through window. They arrive at 10.30. Once in the house, son number two reveals he hasn't finished his homework yet. They have to study for a history test he's supposed to take tomorrow. After 45 minutes of shoving facts into, her mom's, uh, into his son's head, uh, he inhales at McDonald's Happy Meal. Mom sends him to bed. It's 11.15. Time for mom and dad to both flop down into bed dead tired. You and your spouse now have been up since 6 a.m. That's the typical family. We're constantly plugged in. It's go, 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 rush, 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 and it seems like there is never a time that we're not plugged into something in life. And folks, Christmas is all about unplugging. Because it's only when you get unplugged that you can hear from God. In fact, the whole story of Christmas is God unplugging people's life so that the Savior of the world could come. Let's look at Luke chapter 2, the Christmas story. It says this, That night some shepherds were in the fields outside the village, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terribly frightened. But the angel assured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news of great joy for everyone. 
The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born tonight in Bethlehem, the city of David. And this is how you will recognize him. You will find a baby lying in a manger, wrapped snugly in strips of cloth. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God. Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to all whom God favors. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Come on, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see the wonderful thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They ran to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. Then the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary quietly treasured these things in her heart and thought about them often. You know, I imagine that the shepherds that morning and afternoon and evening were fully plugged in. They were pushing and pressing these sheep all over the place. They were having to pick up after them. They were having to feed them. They were having to make sure that they didn't get any fights. And they finally get to the end of their day, and they kind of get them corralled, and the shepherds are wiped out. And when they unplug, the story says that God's angels came and spoke to them and changed their life and gave them good news. Joseph is overwhelmed. He's so overwhelmed by the fact that his fiance has given him news that she is pregnant, but not by him. And he's like, I just can't deal with this. And he's a good man, and he's a righteous man, so he decides that he'll divorce her kind of privately. And he's all plugged in, and he's overwhelmed, and he goes to bed that night, and he finally unplugs. And when it does, the Scripture says that an angel came to him and said, Don't be afraid, Joseph. Everything's going to be okay. Mary is a young teenage girl who is plugged in to all of the relationships in her world. She's talking about her boyfriend, Joseph, and how one day they're going to be husband and wife. And she's in the present, but she's also planning her future. And she's all excited, and she's talking to her girlfriends, and she finally goes to bed one night, and she unplugs. And when she unplugs, an angel of the Lord comes and says, you're going to be the mother of the Savior of the world. The wise men are all plugged into their astronomy and they're making sure that they follow this star and they're doing it for two years. And they finally get there and they meet this uh, king named Herod. And Herod is uh, really giving them a hard time about uh, the fact that he wants to not be left out. Guys, don't leave me. When you find the baby, come back. And they go to the manger, they find the baby, but they finally get done with all of their travel and they unplug and it says a dream came and told them to go a different direction so that Herod would not kill Jesus. Because it seems, folks, when people get unplugged, it's in that moment that we hear from God and that God moves in our life. The whole Christmas story, if you think about it, is God telling people, unplug 
and follow me. And it's only when we unplug that we can hear from him and that we can be used from him, used by him. One of my favorite verses in the entire Bible is in Psalm 46.10. It's going to come up on the side screens, and uh, I thought that we could just go ahead and we'll read this together. So all together, let's read it. Be still and know that I am God. Let's say it again. Be still and know that I am God. You see, there seems to be this correlation between being still and knowing God. Of being unplugged and knowing God. It's almost like you can't really connect with God unless you unplug, unless you're still. That until we slow down and we unplug, we may not hear from God. And the whole story of Christmas is that we heard from God in the birth of Jesus himself. Now, some of you are sitting there and like, well, how does this really affect my own life? Well, I want to challenge you with a few ways that you can unplug today and throughout this next week. First of all, when you get that Facebook message that comes on your phone, just answer one. So you get one message, that's it. You'll be amazed at how much free time you'll have to connect with God. He'll give you tons of time to do that. A second thing I was thinking of, your email. Why check it ten times? People, I mean, you're important, don't get me wrong, but you're not that important, you know what I mean? And the people that are sending you stuff, they're definitely not that important. So just go ahead and answer it in the morning and answer it at night if you're at work. How about talking on the cell phone? I've noticed myself and our family has done this, is that when we're all in the car together, Jen and I don't talk on the cell phone. Because then we never talk to our kids. And so one of the things that I try to implement in our family is that when we're in there, we talk, we sing. Uh, you know, they make fun of me for acting like that in the video, uh, you know. But we try to do some things to unplug. When I go to work, one of the things that I try to do is I unplug and I try to just listen to five minutes of some Christian music uh, on the way and back. And maybe for you, you need to even stop that and just listen. In fact, I thought it would be cool today if we just practiced unplugging. So I'd like you to just kind of quiet yourself for a second. Maybe close your eyes if you want to. Take a deep breath. Blow it out. It was 15 seconds. It's weird, isn't it? Some of you felt uncomfortable even in that. Some of you almost fell asleep because you're so tired. You've wrapped all the gifts like we did last night until 2 o'clock in the morning. And you're like, ah! But God wants you to unplug. The Christmas story, what we learn is that people unplugged. And as they unplugged, then God spoke to them And he used them. And today and throughout this week, and throughout all of 2012, I just want to encourage you to take some freedom to unplug. In fact, the the little bookmark that you got when you walked in is a great way for you to unplug. On the back of it, 
you have Mark in a month. That you can go through the entire book of Mark in a month. It takes you about five minutes. But take five minutes each day. Unplug and get connected to God. Now, I'm not saying that you have to become, you know, a nun or a monk, okay? You don't have to spend 30 minutes. But if you just took five minutes and you tried to unplug, you would be amazed at how God would work through that. You see, folks, the gift of Christmas is that God came from heaven down to earth. And he hung out with us. And he said, you guys don't have to be plugged all the time. Plugged into this and plugged into that. And all stressed and worried and anxious about. You can actually unplug because I'm in control. You don't have to worry. You don't have to be anxious because I'll meet all of your needs. And when we unplug and we give up control, that's when we hear from God. Just like Mary and Joseph and the shepherds and the wise men did. And lives are changed. And that is what is the most powerful thing when we unplug. We experience God's love. We experience God's joy. And we experience His peace. Let's pray. God, thank You so much for sending your one and only Son over 2,000 years ago. Thank you that you didn't just walk away, but you actually walked into our world. Thank you for your gift of forgiveness that today, God, for every single person here, whatever their past is, that they are forgiven today when they come to you. Thank you for helping us just have a moment at Christmas to unplug for a second and to be reminded of Mary and Joseph and the wise men and the shepherds who were used by God because they chose to become unplugged. And help us this Christmas, God, and in this new year, to not just throw this bookmark aside, but to really say, God, each day, I want to take a moment to unplug so I can hear from you. That just as you talked to all the characters of that first Christmas story, God, that you want to talk to me. And I pray that you would, God, through the power of your Holy Spirit, that as this new year begins, God, that you would speak to the people in this room. Let them know that they're loved. Let them know that they're forgiven. Let them know that you are so proud of them. And as they unplug, God, help them to grow closer to you. So God, give us the strength to unplug so that we can grow closer to you today and in this new year. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would, I'd like you to stand. My, my favorite Christmas song is Joy to the World. And I think when we unplug, the cool thing is, is that we can lift up and receive God's joy in our life. And we can celebrate all the good things that He gives to us. And so uh, let's just sing together about the joy that was brought to this world.
joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare in room. Living in nature, sing. Living in nature, sing. Living in nature, sing. out for these chairs. If you're able, if you can just take your chair and put it on the rack that's going to come out in the back, that would just help us out so much. Thank you. That's very Merry Christmas. Take to me. Chair. Take your chair. Right now. Mm-hmm. 